Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguila Zone here on the podcast. We'll be talking all things America Femenil. We're going to be recapping that uh, 2-1 victory against Toluca and how uh, it was a little shaky, but three points is still three points at the end of the day. And we're also going to be recapping the game against uh, FC Juarez and that 1-0 victory on the road. But as always, let me introduce today's co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own Mr. AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I've been just, it's been a pretty exciting Thursday for me. Finally passed all my driver's um, exams. So I got a driver's license now. Well, congratulations. Big shout out to AJ for getting his driver's license. Now he's going to be able to drive Cowboy Dan anywhere he needs to. So I'm sure Dylan is, is excited to hear that as we are. Um, but yeah, hey, we're here talking Lady Aguilas once again. Uh, going to be recapping that game against FC Juarez. It probably wasn't the biggest entertaining match, but it's something to highlight as well. And then, of course, we're going to be recapping what we just saw earlier today, which was that game against Toluca, where the ladies ended up coming up with a big, big victory, which also secured our spot in the playoffs. All right, AJ, you ready to talk? I'm ready whenever you are. All righty, then. Well, let's get right into this because... I mean, it's been quite a hectic week for our ladies. I mean, we're talking a quick turnaround after Monday's game. We just had one. It feels like not just too long ago we were watching them play at Juarez. I mean, it's it's been all over the place today for America Feminine, right? But let's go and let's talk at the beginning. That was FC Juarez. So America came into this game after a couple of results not going our way. We knew that the form wasn't there. Although, fortunately for us, there was kind of a gap. There was a break in between. And because of that, I think we were able to see a much better America feminine side, which we didn't feel the strongest one because we still had some players out. But talk to me a little bit more how you felt after the victory against Juarez. Uh, I mean, not impressed, but I am happy with the three points overall. But it's just one of those games where it's like, we're playing against a side that's struggling throughout the entire season. We decided to then set out some players to give others a chance, and we still could not break through. Like, we couldn't give them a goleada, like a 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, like we've done against the Caxa and Mazatlan. So it just makes you start to worry slightly to, like, what are we really trying to do here? But at the same time, it could be another part of Guerra's experience where he's just putting different players left and right, trying to rest them, which I understand because we have important upcoming matches. But at the same time, it's like, why are we trying to throw the flow right now when we're on the brink of getting into the Liga? So it's just, I'm I'm, I'm glad we got the three points, but was it like a, a result where I'm like, yes, we're back in it like we're getting back to our usual self mm, that's up for debate it definitely wasn't the best display from our ladies and i was able to catch well most of second half because i was tweeting about it but uh i was able to catch a little bit of first half and i was trying to sneak it out in my phone trying to watch saying okay i think i can i, <laughs> I think i can sneak away with this but uh i wasn't liking anything that i was i was looking at and i think you mentioned right to aj the fact that we had just so many players that we had to kind of just utilize in different positions me and you were just talking about this before we even started recording is the fact that you know we say we saw hannah playing in that left back role position right something that she naturally is used to because that's kind of where she started but uh it's not natural for uh for us to see her in that position since we're so used to her being a little bit more on the attacking side of things um and, and i mean you just saw a lot of things just kind of being shifted for this side though whilst it wasn't the prettiest of games and whilst you mentioned that aj it wasn't our glamorous usual self at the end of the day, it's three points. It was it was very nippy at the end because it got close to them almost leveling it up if it wasn't for uh, Renata Macharelli's amazing, amazing save towards the end of the uh, uh, end of the game that really kept us in it. I mean, you're talking about brilliant individual performances that have been kind of bringing America Feminine and getting them this results. It hasn't really been a collective unit that has been, has gone out there and won the points. It's mostly we've relied on individual performances to really get us past the finish line. What does that really say about this team right now in this moment where we're just three day, three games away from the end of the regular season? 
once again just worrisome because it's the um soccer is a game where it's not just only about individual performance but it's a team-based sport but then seeing this that how we have to rely on individual play kind of shows one of america's weaknesses in which they have to usually rely on players individually who can really make or break it into this match like examples like Dani Espinosa, Montserrat Hernandez, Cassandra Cuevas, like players like that show that they can make or break in any America game. They can make the difference, whether it's providing a goal or making an assist to another player that allows them to get the goal. So it's just one of those instances where it's just like, we talked about this before. You're like, even with America, like even they don't have like the baselines that they really needed to make um, in their starting 11 or to win games, like they're still capable I think we're still capable. There's times it's like we look Dodger, just don't look like our usual selves. It's just, mm, I don't know, especially when it's against a side like FC Juarez. No discredit to them that they've done their very best to try to frustrate America and try to get back into this game, which didn't happen at the very end. But it's just like I feel like America really should have been taking advantage of a game like this where we could just be scoring goals on them left and right. So... It, it was kind of these this weird type of game because at the beginning, right, we, we from the get-go, take the game to Juarez, and because of that, you see uh, a very doubtful penalty given to us after uh, Janae gets kind of taken down by the goalkeeper. We're not going to decide whether or not at the end of the day it was called. And I think this is really where you start to see kind of this kind of, uh, I mean, how can I word it? it? This kind of momentum shift for America and, and, and morale kind of, go from a really high to a really low in such a quick amount of time because you're talking minutes within within the play. So obviously Janae gets the call. Janae steps up. Janae takes it and goes wide of the mark. And of course, then heads start going down. Um, I don't think Janae ever recuperated from that miss. Um, she just wasn't herself after that. Just didn't look like it was her game, which is unfortunate because I think this was definitely it's definitely piggybacking off the uh, Monterrey game, right, where she gave away the penalty and it it was kind of like okay, here I am again in this situation where I've let my team down, and I think her head just kind of went down, and you saw it, you saw it from the moment that she missed that penalty that her face said it all, right, that she was just in 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 shock and 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 very disappointed in herself um you know teammates try to cheer her up but i just i don't think she ever kind of recuperated from that which is unfortunate because i really do think if she was on her night and if she scores that penalty we're talking about a whole different scoreline aj we know how crucial early goals are for america feminine we know how they like to build on momentum like that and the fact that we didn't get it and i think we talked about this in previous episodes is the fact that when this america feminine side starts not putting away their chances. We start giving uh, the op- uh, the opposition a chance to kind of settle into the game and grow and all that stuff. And that's when you see this America Feminista start to struggle and trying to not only contain the team, but to kind of start developing and, and playing something that they're comfortable with and confident with as well. So it was that unfortunate thing. I just, you know, fortunately the goal act comes a little bit later down the road, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not like we had the most of chances in the second half either because we didn't, you know, we were very lacklustrous. And I, I think that penalty miss definitely tilted the tide in favor of FC Juarez rather than us. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I just, I feel like just Janae just had been having like a couple bad string of games, like talking back to the mistake that she committed against Rayadas and then in this FC Guarda case, and keep in mind, right before the penalty happened, she did happen to score a goal, but then it was flagged for offside, which I was really happy just to see Janae score her second goal of the season, and then only for it to get called offside. I'm like, okay, penalty happens. I'm like, here's the redemption. And then for her to then just send that ball all the way to the right, I just feel like I felt really bad at that point. I'm just like, it's really unfortunate. Like you mentioned, it did take a toll, and I feel like it did take a toll on the team as a whole because like you mentioned we get that early goal i feel like that's when the floodgates are going to pretty much open and then we could just start scoring goals that goal didn't came until the four until the 40 may with the oh with the goal from Cassandra quest which i would like to highlight as well um zaira moreno is her first start this season for america feminine only 16 years of age and she provided an amazing so i give her credit for that but other than that then at that point it just seemed like it was difficult because I think where I even mentioned, I'm not where I'm my bad. 
um, uh, Hugo Ruiz, who was the um, uh, substitute uh, manager since Guerrero was out due to um, having to be isolated from COVID. But he even mentioned, like, it was a bit scary because we were letting FC Juarez get more shots on us than we would like to. So it's just one of those things as well where we were just worried. And just America fans as a whole were just, like, wondering what is going on. How are we letting a team like Juarez just get so many shots on us? Thankfully, we had players like Justin Rojel and our goalkeeper, Anta Machiarelli, who were really big. But at the same time, it's one of those things like it just makes you start to worry ahead. If we're going to let teams like this just get um, shots after shots after shots on us and scare us, it's like, how's it going to be in the Ligia considering how, knowing how scary these upcoming teams are going to be against us? And now they're seeing how, how, um, other teams are just able to just frustrate and make up by just getting shots after shots after shots on them, so they could probably take advantage of this. So it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of worrisome just to see. It is a bit worrisome because we mentioned so much about this depth of this side, and we thought, okay, we have a really good team. If a couple players go out, then a couple players go out, but we should have enough talent at our disposal to be able to substitute them, plug them into the starting eleven, and really see no difference. Well. As it really paid to be that uh, at all, because you know we've gone through various f- formations, we've gone through various different lineups, um, and whilst you know we could sit here and criticize Coyard, which he, I think has a lot of blame in in some of these games where we haven't played at our best. At the end of the day, the resilience of these ladies to come out with the victory, I think, says it all. Right? It was very poor in the second half, AJ. Uh, why do you think it was that? Do you think the girls just kind of settled into this game and thought, you know what, we can keep this team at bay and we don't really have to overwork ourselves? Or was it just the fact that they were tired because they, you know they haven't been playing in such a in in a while and it was a road game too? The travel. I mean, what really sat to you and and made you think that the second half wasn't what it was? I feel that's a bunch of different factors, as you mentioned. Could just be the traveling. Maybe it could just be them just selling in right to the side just after getting the first goal, which we should always say it, the game is never really over until the um the final minute is done and the whistle has been blown. So it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things like they shouldn't really get themselves so comfortable. A 1-0 lead, it's not a comfortable lead. Sure, you are leading, but it's one of those things you can think to yourself, let's extend this lead more to get into a comfortable lead. And then maybe from that point on, you can then maybe start to relax a bit and then take out some of the players that have been playing throughout all those minutes and just swap them out for others just to give them some time. It's one of those things I kind of maybe feel like maybe they just decided to settle in and be like, we'll be fine. And then know how the second half was, America were given a scare with FC Juarez getting shots after shots on us, even mentioned by um, Ruiz himself. So it's just one of those things. It's like they shouldn't allow things like this to happen. And I feel like with a big team like America, knowing how they can be really deadly on the offense. I felt they should have just capitalized on just continuously scoring goals. But like I said, maybe it was just an off night for the mid for the uh, midfielders and forwards up front because we're playing a four we're playing a four two three one. You're having Molina up front. There was no Danny Espinosa. It's not the case that where you're gonna see just Danny just being able to just um attack players left and right like one on one. We had Dalia Molina, which I feel like she's not explosive as Nani, but she could definitely get herself something going. But at the same time, we didn't have players like Monse who can give deliver the cost and then try to head it. And we had players like Janae who was not having like the greatest time of her night, especially after um the penalty miss. Well, I mean, Gamp, I just, I don't really know. It's just, once again, on the, on the right wing position, I'm just kind of like, I don't understand like why we're continuously putting her in a position where I feel like she has not completely grasped the position yet. So it's just like, I don't know what to say. Gus Cuevas, I would say, she doesn't have a good game. And I feel like, if anything, maybe we could have shifted her up front because she's originally a forward instead of a center attacking mid. So we could have done something right there. But just, I don't know. Just it's one of those games, like I, like I said before, I'm like it wasn't really a satisfying win, to say, to say the least. But it's like we got the job done at the end of the day. Now, would you agree if uh, I was to tell you that this was a very America B side team that was facing against Juarez? E- I mean, granted, with uh, everything that you know we have going on in regards to the injuries and, and players being out, but it was a very much a, a very side B for you? I'd say it's a side B for the most part, just despite like with the defense mostly looking like that you'd see on the on the A team, but for the most part, it was pretty much just B team at that point. So yeah, you're not um you're right on that part. 
So then, okay, so then we'll run with that and then and say that, okay, with America going uh, away to Juarez, playing a B-side because you're resting your players because you know you have a quick turnaround and you have a big game against Toluca, you rest some of your bigger name players and you still walk away with three points. I mean, three points is still three points. Granted, at the end of the day, you know, we can talk and criticize all of how all of, all we want about this Juarez game and how you know poor the the display was on the pitch. At the end of the day, the ladies walk out with three points, and that's what I think matters. You know, I mean, we, we, I mean, is there anything really much to add on that? I really, there's not really much else. Like I said, because yeah, we can see here, and and we know that that some of these players are going to have to be starters. Because of the mm-hmm. injuries, and and because we know how the rotation, uh, how much Cuellar likes to you know play around with the rotation game. I don't know is between me or is between Cuellar or Juan Carlos Osorio that make the most rotations I've ever seen in my life. Um, but we know that these ladies have to come up and step up big in these moments, and games like this are very good to have under their belt. And yes, this wasn't their best game, but hopefully after playing these type of games and kind of going back and saying, okay, I didn't have my best of game, but at least I know where I can improve. And you can go out and then maybe in the playoff game when you get substituted in or you have to play from the get-go, then at least you have that and say, okay, I can build on from what I had before previously and work my way up in this game. And that's what hopefully these ladies can walk away and grasp out of it. But Let's move away from Juarez and let's jump over fast forward to today. Earlier today, Naba, what would you like? About a good five hours ago or a little bit more, the uh, America family was at Toluca, traveled all the way to the Estado de Mexico to go and play against Toluca. And what I thought was going to be the Estadio de Mesio Diaz, but apparently it was one of the canchas. Um, which was interesting because usually the femenil Toluca always playing the Estadio de Mesio Diaz, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. Why they played there, I don't know. We don't follow the look like that, so we won't be able to tell you. But I will tell you this much, AJ. It was another worrisome game. Ladies went down a goal, and we know that usually when that happens, we don't get to see the best display of football ever. But before we talk and start criticizing a little bit more about how these ladies played, let's actually talk about the team that was displayed on the pitch. So if you do have the starting 11 with you, and I will ask you for, for you to bring that up in just a second, talk to me because there was a lot of more heavy rotations in positions I was not expecting. For starters, the goalkeeper spot. Renata Macerelli sees that she is not going to be on the starting 11. I don't even think she made the bench, correct? Uh, or did she? Yeah, she was on the bench. Up. She was on the bench. Okay, well, she sees that she makes the bench. Acuna gets the start. I mean, just read out right now the starting 11 that we had, and then I'll go and ask you your questions on not just the goalkeeper position, which is something that I really want to talk about, but just overall different positions that we saw different players being played in. All right. So at goalkeeper, we had Natalia Acuna starting, and our back four was consists of Selena Valera on the left-back position. Our two center-backs are Ana Gabi Lozada and Jocelyn Orejel. Our right-backs, Monica Rodriguez. And the midfield four, we have on the right-mid side, Dalia Molina, our two CMs are Cassandra Cuevas, Eva Gonzalez. Our left mid is Hannah Gutierrez. And then our two forwards up front are Marlene Campa and Daniela Espinosa. Okay, so let's go and dissect that formation just for a second. One, we're still putting Marlene Campa. Uh, sorry, excuse me. We're still putting Cassandra Cuevas in the midfielder spot, correct? Yes, we are. Which is, I continue, it continues to baffle me. I don't know why we continue to put her in that spot. Um, you know, if a Jen Munoz is in there, does Jen start over her and we see Cassandra maybe up top or on one of the wings? That's potentially something, right? But that's not what we had. So it's still interesting to see that Cassandra Cuevas is playing there. We just talked about Acuna taking this, the starting goalkeeper spot against Renata Maciarelli. And then uh, Hanna being played in that left winger spot uh, rather than um, a Montserrat Hernandez, which was featured later on in the game. So let's talk a little bit more about that. And AJ, first, let's start off in the goalkeeper spot because I think this is a very interesting one. Why the constant rotation for Cuellar in this position? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's confusing. <laughs> it's like every time, like, when you predict, like, what's my starting 11? He's like, I don't know because I feel like Garz is looking at the puck. He's like, psych, I'm not putting that up. You thought I'm putting these players up. But I, yeah, think, no. I feel like Wojciech just has like a kind of like a little bit of Russian roulette in his office. Like he just has like a wheel of every player in their position. And he's like, all right, who's starting today? And he just spins it. And he just says, <laughs> okay, Acuna, you're in goal today. 
Uh, so it's just it's I don't know it's 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 very confusing because I mean I'm putting myself in their shoes right as a player if you're having the game of your lives which is what Renata Macerela has been having since taking that number one spot from JD I don't want to let go of that you know I, I I don't care if we're playing against a very very weak rival which by the way Toluca is no weak rival whatsoever so I don't know why we are decided to put in Acuña and trying to give her more minutes I mean this is really not the stage to be messing around with your starters. I mean, you're just three games, four games with this one, four games away from the Liga, and you're still trying to, you know, kind of move pieces here and there. But you have, you should have at least a solid defense by now. And the fact that the defenders don't know who their starting goalkeeper is going to be, that's what worries me the most. So, like, look, if the Copa MX Semini was still a thing, not like from the very beginning, it would make sense for Guaya to be making this many rotations so you can have a team for the Copa MX Feminine and then from the league. But when you're constantly rotating players, when we're this far at the end of the season, you should already have a starting 11 that you're like, this is what I'm going with every single game. At best, maybe I'll just switch one or two players in a position, and that's about it. But Guaya, he's like, nah, I still want to just, you know, experience, see what we can do, which... It's going to bite us really hard. That's all I'm going to say. If When it comes to like either Clásicos and the Liguilla, maybe it's an idea for him trying to throw a curveball at the team. But the problem is, I feel this curveball wouldn't really work if, one, we don't really have a definite play style. Two, these players are not consistently playing. So those are the things I'm just not understanding. Like It's like as if you're putting in the Liguilla, like, Renata Huerta just starting and Zaira Moreno in midfield already. Like, two youngsters who have never played in the Liguilla before. I'm like, wait, Cuellar, why now? What are you doing? It's me. Like, at this rate, I would not even be surprised. I highly doubt it. But if he, if he happens to just put those two there at some point, then I'm completely lost to what Cuellar is even trying to do with this one. Because, like, it frustrates me every single time to, like, why we're constantly swapping players like every one or two games irritating more that's the goalkeeper position at one point early on i was discussing with you before how i said that i would like we to um give a bunch of go- um goalkeepers that we have on this team time but then i feel but then what you mentioned is like you should always have a goalkeeper that's consistently starting every single game unless they're injured so just if we're doing rotations like this constantly it's going to throw the complete flow away from this team. It's just going to make the team just confused. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah, I know. And, and, and quick shout out to uh, Jose Sepulveda here for mentioning too much rotation kills the team chemistry. And we're a hundred percent with you on this one, Jose, because it just, it, it dampers with what the players know already. Right. There's, there's a difference. And I, and I talked to this before too, uh, on different podcasts. And I've said, you know, a training situation is one thing, but an in-game experience is a whole different thing to, to take away from. And to play with someone in practice is a lot different than to playing with someone when they're being marked by an opposition, you know? So, I mean, it's just, it's just hinging us. It's like shooting ourselves in the foot and being like, okay, well, we'll see what happens this week, right? Um and and that's the real concerning thing about this all, you know, and, and as Jose has also said, uh, agreed, one or two changes is good. We don't need Osorio part two in America Feminine. You're right. We don't need that whatsoever. Um, but yes, no, shout out to you for making those very good points right there. We don't need that being kind of seeping into the squad. I think the players need to understand who's the starter and who has the important role coming off the bench. Um and, you know, kind of fluctuating in between there, two or three different positions doesn't hurt. But it's an understanding that you're just a couple of games away from a Liguilla. You can't be messing around with the lineup like this. But we enough about all this rotation. Let's talk a little bit more about this game that happened against Toluca. Because, I don't know, AJ, I was expecting a much stronger start on 11. But at the same time, it's kind of the best what we have at the moment, right? With injuries, obviously. But... It, it painted for us to even play a very good game. But then right off the get-go, you see that Toluca just scores a very good goal on their part. Very poor defending on our end. But um, as soon as that goal went in, man, I started worrying. I definitely started worrying because I thought to myself, what what is going to go through these players' heads now after going and conceding a goal like that? 
And my main reaction was to think of other games where we've gone down a goal and how has the players reacted from there. And I go straight to the game against Tigres, right? And I go to the game against Monterrey. And then whilst those were two different, you know, teams and two different games and, and, and two different mindsets that were displayed, it still gave off a little bit of a hesitation vibe. I was just like, I, I don't really understand what are we going to get from this side? Um, and for a little bit, you know, it looked like heads were being being put down, right? But I think we saw a pretty good resilience. It, it wasn't the best. Um, I, I think they felt very flustered at times. I, I think they were trying to do a little bit more. Um, they were playing very rushed at times, not making very good passes, um, just not good runs. And, and even the chances that we were getting, they just weren't really putting them uh, on target or, or even just being dangerous enough to put the ball in the back of the net. Fortunately for us, though, the tying goal comes in the second half, right? Every, everything kind of just changes for America Family in the second half. But that first half, talk to me, AJ, because it was very, very, very frustrating to watch. And trust me, I didn't watch it fully because I would be lying to you. I was, <laughs> I was trying to actually do my job at work, but I was, uh, I was trying to sneak in a little window down there with America <laughs> Family and just like, what's going on while I'm over here typing? Um, but talk, talk to me a little bit more about this first half. Yeah, no, it just feels like in the first half, we're just trying to get something going. Like, 36 minutes in, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm just kind of warning, why are we struggling once again against the side? Don't get me wrong, Toluca is a good side. They're trying to fight their way to get into the Liga. And it's just one of those things I'm just like, warm. like, is it going to be like last season where it takes all until the eighth minute, America commences a silly mistake, and then Toluca scored. That's exactly essentially what happened in the 37th minute. Destiny Duron just throws the ball right into um, the box. Toluca players are just heading it all the place. America defenders are just completely scattered. The um, Toluca player just gets a shot and just thunderbolts that into the back. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm, like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, here we go again. Is this going to be like the exact same way that we did lost to this team last time? Or defending when it comes to whether a set piece or through or a throw in, and just like we look completely confused, like what just happened. Acuna tries to make the save, but it's the ball is just going way too fast, and it's just like yeah, you're gonna have to let that go. And then just defenders in the place just look completely scattered and just confused, like what just happened. All they just see was the ball just enter the back, and then I'm just like, we really just cannot continue um a poor show like this and concerning against we need to be winning this game winning games like these if we're gonna try to solidify our spot into the gear which that did happen at the very end but just the first half it just was really frustrating to see how we were scoring no goals on i felt like the luca in this game they were the ones that were bringing the game to us instead of america bringing the game to them yeah and, and that's the frustrating thing about it is because i think everyone everyone, it was really below subpar level, right? No one really kind of capped off and said, oh, yes, this is exactly what the level they're at or exceeded that level by any means necessary. So the fact that I'm telling you this, that the, everyone played below a subpar level, yet the team was able to manage to scrape a 2-1 victory, kind of poses the, kind of makes me want to pose the question of if this game turned out differently, now, excuse me, if this game would have been played with our players at the level we know they can play or even above that, this game would have turned out a lot different, right? You're talking mm -hmm. about a game that would have been just a much better game in the defense. I mean, credit to Acuna because she made a really, really big save um, coming up and making sure that goal, only, it was only one goal against us, not two, because I think, I think if that goal goes in, it's a whole different game. I don't, I don't think we climb our way back into this one. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Just that goal from Cassandra Cuevas, which was a wonderful pass from Daniela Espinosa. I just loved it. It just, when she scored that goal, I'm just like, yes, okay, now let's continue building on from there, which it didn't take until 22 minutes later in the 88th minute where Cassandra Cuevas decides to return the favor to Daniela Espinosa. Yeah. A great pass. Danny scores, and I'm like, oh my lord. Like, I love you. Thank you. You just essentially just saved us right there. And from there on, I felt like, okay, I'm confident we got this game in the back, which 
towards the end, actually, Toluca almost had a chance where this um one Toluca um Femini player, she was just kind of just drilling past everyone. I'm like, oh please God, no, not now. Yeah. And then I remember that it was like, that, to, like the I'm last like, couple minutes. Can, I'm like, this cannot be do not no con mis sentimientos, por favor. Like not at this very moment. The defense clears, I'm like, okay, we're good, but it's just I'm happy that we like we show resilience. We were not giving up. We were not gonna let Toluca get another goal in like in the beginning of the second half or at any point, which is why I like to see. But then I just start thinking, how many times do we need to let the opposition knock on our door and just try to get shots out of shots until we can finally get the opportunity to catch him? It's like one of those things where it's like, we just want to wait to see how much this, the opposition can give to us before we can catch them on a break. Like when they're like completely distracted or they're just tired, but it's just like, it just scares me. Cause it's like, I feel like this is not the America feminine side that I know from past seasons where it's just like from the get go, it's like, we're going to score goals on you left and right. We're showing no mercy. Like when we had Cassandra, when we had Cassandra Cuevas, Lucero Quest and Daniel Espinosa up front, like that front three, you saw them, they're pretty much guaranteed like I'm scoring a goal on you, just letting you know that at any given moment, which is what I like to see, but just this time it takes longer this time. So it's just glad we scored the two goals. Just it took way longer, I feel like, in my opinion, for them to score the goal to score the goals against Saluka. Yeah, and, and I think that has to be the, due to the fact that these players were very were playing very below their level, the level that we know that they're expected to play at. But and and I promise you guys we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about the negative and talk a little bit more about this positive because mm-hmm. it sounds like wow you guys are just bashing this team even though they just managed to get six points out of six <sighs> points. Um uh, but there's 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 reasons to it, right? It's it, it's not just because we're trying to be sticklers just for the fun of it. No, it's because these players have shown us more, these players are capable of more, and it's the fact that you're playing for America that we require for you it to be more, right? And it's crazy because in any other team, in any other game, in any other uh, maybe even other league, the expectation wouldn't be so high, right? And 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 kind of the expectations wouldn't be outlandish the way that they are at America, right? At America, you're expected to play at 110% every single game, no questions asked, and you should go out there and respond it because you're playing for America. And sometimes players will have... And, and it's ridiculous to even think and even ask of that from a person because it's, it's so hard to keep that level. It's, it's such a consistent pace, but you have to do it when you're playing for America. This is why we're being so kind of hard on these ladies because we know and we understand that they have the talent to do so and, and, and prove it every single time out there. But I do want to talk a little bit about this defense because it was very, very shaky. And this is the first time, and this is the first time I'm thinking I've ever said this where I feel like Jocelyn Orejel just had a very, very poor night, right? I think you were talking a little bit to me about some of the stats. Well, I'll let you read out in just a second, but I, I just didn't see her being her usual self. Like, you know, the usual Jocelyn is, is getting the ball, bodying players, very physical. I was seeing her getting mugged off by these the shorter, shorter girls. Like, she'd be like, boom, and then she would just fall over. <laughs> And I'm just like, get up, please. You're you're the defender. You can't just fall over and lay on the ground. Like we need someone there. Um, but it, I just felt that it was. I I don't know what what all of this kind of wave or energy that just kind of felt on these players. That I felt that they were just kind of being held back a little bit. Um, but the defense, like I mentioned, wasn't as solid as we'd hoped that they would be. Uh, I already talked about Jocelyn. You'll give a little bit more stats on that. But I mean. Your thoughts on, you know, this team not performing to its level now? I mean, I, I asked you earlier about the Juarez game. What could have been that? Was it the travel? Was it the time being off? What do you think now is happening in this game against Toluca? And where, again, we're traveling. I mean, it's not that far. I promise you. It's like <laughs> it's like a 30-minute drive, um, right, from Mexico to uh, El Estado, where Toluca is at. But, wait. Well, what do you think plays in, uh, a role in this game, AJ? Why did we see such a poor performance from these ladies? And, and at this right, I feel like it just has to be fatigue because seeing like how the, um, the final games are American, they're just right there. We have an upcoming game against Guerrero on Monday, and I'm just like, these ladies are not really catching a break. And considering where we're maybe making three or four chain, but some of those chains are just like in a position where I feel like we have the we have the backup for, but when it comes to the fence, there's not really many options for them. So I feel like this could probably be um a factor of fatigue just settling in right for them because 
like with Jocelyn, she only had 15 short passes made. 60% on the position, which usually she's either like around the high 80s or even like in the low, like 90% in her position passing. So I'm just kind of like wondering what just kind of happened. Like this is not the um, Jocelyn that I usually see on the pitch, like you mentioned. She's just mugging off players left and right. Using her body just to defend the ball, just going up front, like freelancing in the midfield from time, or even wanting to just get a shot on the um, opposition's goalkeeper. So just like I'm kind of worrying, and I feel like that's maybe one of the things I could see with this team. That's a problem. I feel like I'm we're talking more negative, which I want to get to the positives soon. But it's just like we don't really have much coverage in defense. We have to usually play. Monica Rodriguez, um, Anagabi, Jocelyn Rahel, Jimena Rios, like you name, we have to constantly keep playing these defenders, and I feel they're just not going to catch a break. And then with that, it could result in injury, which is exactly what happened. Monica Rodriguez did happen to get injured in his match, along with Selena Valeras. It's just like, that's really oh, worse. <laughs> I should have mentioned that in the news in Coapa. Well, now you know what happened in this game, so not even in trains. It's just like, oh, we're losing like more defenders. And they're saying they need to figure out what the seriousness of these injuries are. And I'm just like... I think it just might be muscle fatigue. It could just be that. Like they're just training and then with the games you're just having right there. You just have one on Monday. Now you have one on Thursday. It's like you're not catching a break at all. And then can say when you need to put the same defenders again because you look at the bench, I'm like, there's not many options. Alisa Santos... She's from I'm pretty she's recovering back from surgery. Wendy Morales, I have no clue what she's even doing. Last thing I saw on Instagram, she was just posting a picture unrelated to America Family. I'm like, are you ever gonna play? I'm I'm curious. Like we had to then put Selena Valera, who's usually a set uh, pure, um pure center back as a left back, and I'm kind of like, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Like she's not comfortable in that position as a right back where she's played before. Yeah, she could play there just fine. Just there. I'm like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Like, stop that. Just don't. Don't frustrate me more than I am already. Like, the crazy thing is we won this game. But it's just the thing. It's like, I love this team a lot. Just I'm kind of not satisfied in the way that, like, we're, like, winning these games where I'm just, like, the opposition who I feel like we should be decimating is just bringing the game to a scoring goal right on us. I'm like not like this please no i can't just i don't know man it's just it's frustrating <laughs> it's just frustrating you sound very defeated aj don't worry my <laughs> friend let me tell you that it's going to turn around it has to turn around and i'll tell you why it's going to turn around is because i think that whilst we kind of focused our shift or shifted our attention a lot on kind of being a picky about all of these kind of negative perspectives. There are positive stuff to take away from this too, AJ. And we talked about the individual brilliances that were able to capitalize and kind of bail us out of these situations. At least we have that to grow on. At least we know that in dire moments that there are players willing to step up and make the plays that need to be made, right? We talked about Dani Espinosa, how crucial this he, she has been this season, how crucial she will continue to be for us. And I think we have to grow on that. The fact that I think these ladies know we weren't having, they weren't having the best of games and yet they had the resilience to go out there and perform and still find a way to claw the game back into our favor. That's also a good positive to take away from this, right? The, the players that are coming off the bench and making their way back into the starting eleven. You're talking about Montserrat Hernandez who was able to feature yet again, again, didn't have the best of games because I don't think she had enough time out on the pitch to do so, but Still, positive for her coming back. And I mean, there's little things to talk about, right? Acuna, very, very good goalkeeper to have as your third string, right? Uh, so, I mean, little positives to take away from here and there and to build on. We mentioned that, you know, we have Queretaro up next, which we will preview um, in just a moment. But I think that's another one of those games where you're like, okay, if we finally have all the pieces that we need to put back together then this team is going to start looking better. And if the ladies can grow, and, and, and this is really crucial. This is, not, this is not on the training staff. This is on the players themselves. If the players can take away from this mentally and say, we had a poor night in Juarez. We had a poor night in Toluca. We need to fix it, and we need to revamp ourselves, and we need to have a much better game against Querétaro. Because right after that, you have the Clásico. That's a whole different ball game. And after that, you have Pachuca, which 
let's face it, AJ, that's no easy team uh, whatsoever either. And then you're done with the regular season and you got to start thinking about the playoffs. So we know how important it is to start getting a little bit streaky here and starting getting to kind of some momentum and, and, and trying to gain a little bit more of that confidence because that's what all this playoff is really. It's just a confidence-based playoff series that the team that plays better, the team that feels it, that wants it more, is a team that usually nine times out of ten is going to come out and win this whole thing. So I think the ladies have to focus on that, get the results under the belt, kind of start shifting that mentality and that attitude and saying, okay, we had a poor night, but we're fixing it. We're doing it better. And we grow, we, we're going to take what we can. We're going to grow from the, uh, we're going to grow from the positive st- stuff. And then we're going to kind of just build on and hopefully fix the negative stuff. And I do hope that's the case. Right. And we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's the thing I really love about this team. Like, despite what we do have show some poor showings like in games just it's the resilience that we have which is it's gonna be huge when you're coming to the new year because you need all the cons you can get and i just like that how we can either the opposition could be outperforming us or they get a goal we just don't give up we're like we're gonna go in there back when a fight we're not going down just yet the game isn't over until the fight until the um, final whistles being blown which is why i like to see so it's just seeing how the resilience in this team despite what the injuries that we have and anything that can come to our path unexpected. I just love the, how this team, it's like, we can work, we can still work with this. Like if one of our best players is gone and we have to like shift our play style slightly, it's like, we're going to go with this. Maybe that's the thing that I can maybe give up for as much as he does frustrate fans. Maybe he's trying to do things like this. It's like, okay, we're missing. Um, so-and-so players on our side due to injuries. I'm going to put the, these players in their in their usual positions, and we're going to see what I can do from here. It's pretty much like putting the puzzle pieces together. It's like, okay, this is where we're going to work with this game. And I feel like with time to time, he does stop in their food despite us criticizing him a lot and some of the players. He still gets the job done at the end of the day and gets the results that we need. Three points, three points. You can't complain about that. It's one of those instances where it's like, you can't really complain. Three points is three points. You're like, I'm not going to even question it. If we got it throughout some a lucky rebound or just a crazy goal, it's like, I'm taking it. I cannot say anything more from there. It's like, okay, you shutted me up. You got the win for us. All right, let's move on to the next game. And it might just have to be that for the next couple of games, AJ. It might just have to be that for the next couple of games. But... I mean, at the end of the day, these ladies walk away with all three points. I mentioned how crucial this was because obviously it secured our spot in the playoffs. So we have a ticket into the Ligia, which I know some teams are very much still looking for that. So at least the team can rest easily knowing that at least we'll be in the playoffs. Where we finish in the table, well, that's going to be up to them because there's still nine crucial points left up. And I mean, a lot of things can happen in Liga Megis Feminine. We don't want things for sure, though. You know, we hold our own fate in our own hands. So... It's not like we can sit here and complain about anything afterwards because at the end of the day, we're in the passenger seat. We're not, excuse me, we're in the driver's seat, not in the passenger seat. And so now we uh, just got to take it by the throat and just say, okay, here we go. Here's our chance and let's finish off strong. So with that said, AJ, America wins 2-1 to one against Luca. Not the, ba- not the best of game as we just recapped, but still three very important points. Anything else to add on? Nope, I think we covered it all for this match. Pretty much covered all right there and then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on into the preview against Queretaro. Before we do that, I do want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out Foot Cult and all their latest gear and uh, some of the great products that they have going on out there. I mean, you're looking at one of the exclusive shirts that you guys can find over there here with the Eagle Eye podcast. If you guys haven't done so, check them out. Use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And again, use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys check out Foot Call. Thank you again to our sponsors for making this a possibility. And uh, AJ, we're ready to talk more America Feminine? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, beforehand, let's talk a little bit about the news in Coapa. You just mentioned, AJ, we potentially have two players out due to injury. Fingers crossed that it's not a serious, serious injury and they'll be back. Well, this is really fingers crossed for the Queretaro game. Um, but Oof. talk to me more about uh, what's going on with those injuries. What's going on with some of the injured players that potentially could be coming back and uh, any other news regarding America Feminine. 
So, yeah, no. Um, in the game against the Luca Feminine, um, Monica Rodriguez did come out injured, which that's definitely not good because that's arguably our best that's our best right back in this team. And I would at least even say one of the best right backs in this league. And Selena Vanel also got injured after colliding with the Luca Feminine player. Where has that has then mentioned that they're not going to be probably present against the game against the Gerettero. So he's going to have to see uh, what the results are going to be for those injuries and hoping that it's not nothing too serious. But then it then worries at the same time. Like if it does become a serious injury, I'm like, um, okay, so who's going to be playing these positions then? But yeah, and then talking about them with the injured players, I mean, uh, Montserrat Hernandez, she is playing more now after coming back from injury, which is good to see. Where has talked about that how. In the game against FC Hwa, she's only played about 20 minutes or so. But then in this game against the Luca, she happened to play 45 minutes, which is an improvement from the game she from the minutes she played against FC Juarez. So hopefully then by this next game, she'll probably be able to play more. And if not, considering that the game is on money, we have some time to rest. Perhaps she could potentially be um starting for uh, um the match against Querétaro Femenino. All right, interesting stuff going on in America. And quick news in regards to Jen Munoz, because I know a lot of people are questioning when she's going to be returning. Uh, Coyard has said that, uh, well, they're going to be taking her cast off on Monday. So we'll see what happens there. Although, although it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of an interesting news here. I saw that cast off yesterday. Um, so. Ooh. Interesting. Well, I probably read into Koyar's stuff wrong, but we'll see. <laughs> also, uh, just quick shout out to um, our, our very good friend, Miss Jen Munoz, who had a uh, 24th or 23rd, 24th, excuse me, 24th. I'm sorry, Jen, if, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for getting that wrong. But 24th birthday, uh, happy birthday to our friend, Miss Jennifer Munoz. She uh, unfortunately is injured, but it looks like she's going to be back any minute now. We do want to wish her a very, very happy birthday late birthday at that but hopefully she had and enjoyed her day so aj you ready to talk america versus Querétaro? i'm ready okay well let's uh finish off the podcast by previewing what will be most likely another very difficult frustrating game to watch as an america family fan because we know that with all these injuries piling up with kind of these poor performances kind of just been staggering on top of each other I mean, how do you see this game coming in for America Feminine? Again, it's another quick turnaround. We just played today on Thursday. Then we have to go three days later and then play again against Querétaro. I mean, fortunately for us, this is a home side, a home game, which doesn't have to include any traveling. But, I mean, just a lot, a lot of heavy rotation that I'm guessing is going to be made for this one as well. I mean, first of all, your thoughts on this game against Querétaro and two, your predicted lineup for this game as well. Ooh, it's a it's a pretty scary game actually because Queretaro are undefeated in six matches, which I'm now looking at. I'm just that's really impressive because they just topped the most points that they ever had in their club's history with 24 points, right? which can be said thanks to um the manager of Queretaro Femini, which is um Carla Rossi, which I give props to her. She pretty much came from Tijuana Feminine come into this side and pretty much improve them as a whole, which I'm really impressed with. But just then also seeing that how they defeated teams such as Necaxa, Pachuca, Toluca, Santos Laguna, Le- Leon, and tied up against Real. So looking at that record so, so far and just being in, undefeated in six matches, that does worry me slightly. So this team is no pushover because they're currently just sitting in seventh place. And they're trying to make a push into the year, which I feel like we're, I have a feel we're most likely going to be seeing. And so it's a game that America fan really going to need to be um, careful considering with the injuries that we also do have. It's something going to have to make you think about. It's like we need to put in the best start that I feel like we could possibly have despite the injuries, but it's also just be wary of how Geto are going to play concerned. They do have a couple surprises underneath on their sleeves with some former America Feminine players that have been performing well for them this season and their striker and Lisette Rodriguez, who ever since um, arriving from uh, Morelia, she's been lifting this team. She's been carrying this team along with their own, with, along with their other teammates. So just this is, this team by no means is no pushover. 
Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you. I think that we're going to have to come in with as strong of a squad as possible because this Monterrey, this Monterrey excuse me, this uh, Querétaro side is, uh, is, is definitely going to prove to be a challenge, especially with quite the streak that they have going on. Six undefeated matches, that's something definitely to worry about. But at the end of the day, though, we're America, we have the better squad, and at the end of the day, we should be able to walk away with all three points. AJ, we know how crucial momentum is coming into the Liguilla. It has to start here against Querétaro. And in order to do that, you said we have to field our best on 11. For you, what is that? All right, so look at the Ross now. My goalkeeper is going to be Renata Mascherelli starting for us at goalkeeper. Our two center backs is going to be Anagabi and Justin Orehead. Left back, believe it or not, I'm going to have Hannah Gutierrez because considering if Salene is injured, then, then so be it. I feel we're going to have to put Hannah there. I'll then have as our right as our right back. I'll you know I'll consider maybe going with. It's difficult even just to think about because I'm looking at it. I'm like we don't really actually have a right back that could fill in that spot. So I guess if anything, Marcela Valera, perhaps, or maybe we got to shift maybe Anagabi to the right back position. So I got those as our four defenders in midfield. I'm gonna be. Having Eva Gonzalez, Cascuevas, um, Monse Hernandez, and I'm uh, gonna be having Jenny Gonzalez as well starting for this match. And then I'm gonna finish out with Marlene Campa and Daniela Espinosa up front. Okay, interesting. I do like this formation because um, I, I do feel like it's very, it's it's a very good squad, and you have some very good offensive players as well. Giving Jenny the start, I like it. I like to see that and. Um, I mean, she definitely needs to get this chip off her shoulder, right? So, um, I mean, a good game against Querétaro, maybe a goal, maybe an assist. I definitely would would definitely bring her back from this kind of little, um, you know, this 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 little rut that she's kind of been in with with these past previous games. And you know, we really do hope that she gets to, you know, play play a much better game because of it. So, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But yes, very good start in eleven. AJ, I like it, and uh, hopefully, it, it it is what Coyar uh, feels. But we do know he likes to tinker a lot, and we'll see what that Russian roulette uh, spinning wheel has. You never know. Uh, you never, never know. I will say this though, AJ, would you consider a new formation? Seen with the injuries that we have, I know you mentioned that we don't really have natural fullbacks. Would you consider maybe a? This is very Italian here, but like a three-five-two formation, two. maybe. I could see it because that's why I, the defense was a bit sloppy when I said, because I'm like, I was just looking at the roster and I'm like, we don't have a right back. And then Selena is, is kind of like the only option left, but she's also injured. I'm just like, we don't have anyone because I'm looking at Scarlett Lopez, which I don't even think she's even debuted yet, the youngster at all. Or I see her in train, but I don't think she's ever been called to the, um, to the team yet for a bench or anything like that. And Lisa Santos, she's coming back from surgery. And I say, I think she's a center. Um, she's a center back or could play as a fullback. And then Wendy Morales, I just don't ever know if she'll start. So it's just gonna it's just confusing. But like three five two, I mean, I could see I could see it working in a way because you can have Marcela Valera, Jocelyn, and Ana Gabi as your three center backs because Marcela she's originally a center back who can shift into the center defensive midfielder role if you do want her to. Eva Gonzalez is a solid center defensive midfielder, which I'm happy to see how she's come from the United States playing college soccer to just immediately get herself into this team, especially after Vero Perez has injured herself, who just are starting center defensive mid. So there's that. And I mean, you could have Zuma Hernandez also playing because she does get a couple, she does get a couple of playing time here and there, though she hasn't been in the best of form since recurring from the fractured nose injury, but you could do something like that and have her in the center defensive midfielder spot you could then have Cassandra Cuevas as your center attacking mid which that's the position she's she's been um playing ever since she did arrive back from America Feminine and then when we think about um our, our midfielders yeah you can have Monza on the left and on the right if you really choose so you have Ana Gutierrez or Jene Gonzalez playing right there and then from your forwards there on you got options Daria Molina yeah Dani Espinosa Marlene Campa Heck, even the youngster Renata Huerta, if you want to give her the chance. So, like, now that you mention that, that could maybe be something we could see America Femini possibly play. 
Let's hope that they do. We're gonna we're gonna send a very strongly worded email to Coyad and saying, "Look, you need to play the three five two formation." We don't know how it's gonna end up at the end of the day, but hey, in our minds at least, it it, it would make sense to do it. But hey, if uh, if that was the case, then anyone would be able to be a manager, right? So I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll definitely definitely see. But trust trust me, we'll 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 be ready to criticize it come next Thursday uh, if it doesn't work, and if it does, then we'll praise it and we'll say that it was our idea. But um. Yeah, no. That's that's uh, uh. So aside from formation, tactically speaking, how do you think the ladies have to come out here and play their game? Um, I think from my perspective, I I you just have to take the game to them, right? You have to just completely go out there and score an early goal. I think if you score an early goal, I don't necessarily think the floodgates are going to open because I think this is a Querétaro side that has shown resilience and that will definitely come out and try to uh, play very organized. They will try to do the things right. They will try to close out spaces. But if you're able to get that early goal, it does force them to kind of open up a little bit. I don't think they're going to be reckless in that sense and just completely give you spaces. But if you get that early goal, then I think you can go on and manage the game from there. Get Querétaro in a very uncomfortable position. Maybe try to find other spaces in where your forwards can capitalize and then see, can you score a second and maybe even a third? And we'll talk about, you know, how that result might end up faring for you. But for me, the game has to be taken to them. Oh, yes. No doubt about it, because I feel we cannot have similar performance like we had against FC Juarez and Toluca, because if we perform the same way like that, Character are definitely going to punish us and get themselves a goal early on, which we definitely don't want to see. I don't want to become another thing where we're down a goal or two and we need to fight our way back, which we got the resilience for that. But it's one of those things like I kind of don't want any more scares at this point. We need to take the game to them. Get the early goal. We can get that early goal. The floodgates will open. Not to say I feel like this Querétaro side is it's not going to be easy to score on, even though despite um, our previous um, encounters with them, we've won two times and we have scored, a, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a total of nine goals. But like this, is a completely different set that we have seen from previous seasons. So it's one of those things. It's like, let's get a goal. And from there on, let's try to build into a second goal. From there on, I feel like it's just going to be um, continue. Just try to keep scoring goals as much as can. Any opportunity we can get, take those chances and go for a shot, whether it may not be the greatest shot, but do that, that can give them a bit of a scare because then at that at that point, you're going to frustrate the defense or even make the goalkeeper frustrate, telling her, her defense to, like, wake up. We should not be letting them get shots like that. So I feel like, like you mentioned, Ivan, bring this game to them from the get-go. Let's not wait. From the very first, as soon as that whistle's blown and the ball is rolling, start attacking immediately. No, yeah, definitely. And I think the defense has to play a very huge role in this one as well. Keep it as tight as possible. And regardless whether we play four at the back or three at the back, I think at the end of the day, they just have to go out there, play their game, and completely boss out and uh, hopefully keep the Querétaro side at bay. All right, AJ, talk to me about your prediction about this game on Monday. Hmm. For my scoreline, I got a 2-1 victory going for America. 2-1 victory. I'm going with a... I'm be adventurous here. I'm very adventurous here, AJ. I'm going 3-1. 3-1 America. Um, I think if you get that early goal, you're talking about maybe grabbing another one before halftime, and then maybe you get a third one in transition. I, I don't know. I, I just see kind of these options available for the ladies. If they go out, if they want it, the game's there for them. If they truly want it, the game is truly just there for them. But you guys can catch this game on Monday. What time, AJ? It's going to be at 4.45 p.m. EST. 4.45 EST, so that's 4.45 Eastern Time. That is going to be 1.45 uh, Pacific Time, and that is going to be 2.45 Central Time. And uh, you guys can catch that game on where, AJ, is it going to be on 2DN, or is it going to be on Facebook again? Yes, yeah, it'll be on 2DN, and I'm concerned it is Monday night. It is Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday. I was going to say Monday night, but concern, it's kind of like Monday night. You're more than likely to be able to catch the game in the United States on TV. If not, you can also catch it on through the NAUSA on Facebook to watch the game live. There you guys have it. And if you guys, for whatever reason, cannot stay tuned with that game, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter at EY Podcast. And you guys will be hearing all the latest feed on that as AJ has you guys covered on that game on Monday as well. All right, AJ, anything to add on before we wrap up the show? No, I think that's it. I think we covered it all. Definitely did. Alrighty then. Well, we've pretty much wrapped it up here. We're going to be back on next 
Thursday, and we have a big show planned for you guys as we have the Clásico, uh, no, excuse me, not the Clásico Nacional, which is going to be waiting upon us, AJ. So we have a big, big episode ahead for you guys as well. We're going to have a very good special guest coming on as well. So hopefully you guys are excited for that. And uh, yeah, really, really excited to see what happens from then. Actually, All right, then, AJ. Yes. I do actually have it. Okay, so they say well, a letter. Well, here's a drop of the letter. So I'll, I want, I'm wondering if you could weird, um, read that. So, Cuellar, please play this formation, 3-5-2. And these are the players that we're going to be starring. So, please, Cuellar, if you are seeing this, or, hey, any America Feminine player, yo, tell this to your manager, please. Maybe, maybe just maybe it can work. AJ, I am like, uh, I, I feel like I'm 40 years younger than Cuellar, and I could still not see that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm worried for Cuellar. Uh, oh, then again, my, my eyesight is the same of, of a 40-year-old. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But all right, then. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed this episode. And we'll be back next week to talk things all America family. Like we mentioned, the Clásico uh, Classico Nacional is right upon us. And AJ, we have a big one coming up next week. So thank you again, my man. Take care. Have, any, uh, have a great night. We'll talk to you very, very soon. I know we have a game to cover tomorrow as well for the men's side. So a lot of America stuff going on. Never, never a days off here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. But uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed. If you guys haven't done so already, follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. Make sure you guys follow the podcast wherever it is that you may listen to us, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever it is that you listen. Thank you so much. And again, we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Stay safe. Wear your masks. And as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.